0: Rediscover our fascinating city this summer on a walking tour from the Chicago Architecture Center, now open and adhering to public health safety standards. Our entertaining and expertly trained docents will guide you through the Chicago you've been longing to explore, from magnificent downtown architecture to awe-inspiring neighborhood gems. If it's worth seeing, we'll take you there. Get tickets at architecture.org forward slash tours. The stories of the city begin at the CAC. Let me tell you about voting by mail. It's pretty cool. Voting by mail ensures equitable access for everyone. Normally, vote by mail applications are filled out online or in person. This creates a burden for people with limited access to transportation or Internet services, disproportionately the elderly or people of color who are among those at greatest risk from COVID-19. Because of the pandemic, a law was passed in Illinois for November requiring vote-by-mail applications be sent to anyone who voted in 2018, 2019, or the 2020 primary. This falls short of what is needed particularly since these elections saw low turnout. We need to expand access. Mail-in voting is the best way to ensure everyone's voice can be heard safely. We can help expand voting access in Chicagoland by asking officials to send every eligible voter a vote-by-mail application. So, visit votemailchicago.com. That's votemailchicago dot com for call scripts and a petition one more time vote v-o-t-e mail m-a-i-l chicago C-H-I-C-A-G-O. dot com to make sure that every voter in cook county has safe and equitable polling that's correct hey everybody how's it going your ben jarofsky show Pre-recorded only. Sorry, live streamers. Not sure what's going on with the YouTube. Hopefully you found us and you're able to listen to today's show. But your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, August 28th is just moments away. But before we do this, let's thank the following unions for sponsoring this podcast. Unions like the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local 9, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150, your sponsors, as well as our dear friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Benny J, can you give us a Friday song of the day?
1: Yes, I can. I'm going to give a song that's been on my mind for reasons I do not know and I do not like it on my mind. So maybe if I sing it, it'll come off my mind. It's uh, one of your favorites by Bobby Sherman. Bobby Sherman. Oh, I love Bobby, Bobby Sherman. Sherman. Yes! 1968. Here we go. One, two, three. I'm saying it's slow. Hey! Easy come. Easy go. Boom. You, no did, you
0: did my favorite Bobby Sherman justice. The Bendorowski Show starts now. <laughs> Who the hell is Bobby Sherman? It is Friday, <laughs> August 28th, <laughs> and live from Ben's attic and my apartment, this is The Bendorowski Show. Today on the program, it's the return of Heidi Henry and Murray Briel, also known as the Heartland Mamas. And now your host, not a Heartland Mama. Just some guy from the city. <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarowski.
1: Hello, everybody. Ben Jarowski here. We're calling this T-G-I-O Friday, and here's why. No, 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 D. I did not say T-G-I-F Friday, which would be, thank God it's Friday, Friday. Well, it's a lot of Fridays. Friday. <laughs> anyway, T-G-I-O stands for, thank God it's over. The it, of course, not being the pandemic, that's still going on, or the forest fires in California, they're still raging, or the hurricane season in the south and the southeast, still very much on, or racial hostilities and tensions hotter than ever. No, the it in the thank God it's over is the Republican convention, which mercy, mercy me, ended last night.
0: Thank God it's
1: over. The convention otherwise known as Apocalypse Now. Be scared, be very scared.
0: Uh, I'm scared. (laughs)
1: God, dang, are the Republicans obnoxious. And I know what you're going to say now. You're going to say, Ben, how come you don't criticize the Democrats? And that's true. That's fair. That's a good point. I should be aiming to be one of those middle-of-the-road mushy columnists. You know, one of those liberal columnists who say, oh, you know, conservatives say this, liberals say that, but I'm going down the middle of the road. Well, get run over by a truck, presumably get driven by a guy in a MAGA hat. I stole that line from Jim Hightower. Good line, Jim Hightower. Although he didn't have the MAGA hat part about it, he? just saying. So yes, there are a few similarities between the Democratic Convention and the Republican Conventions. I watched them both. Both are essentially infomercials, staged dispute propaganda to the masses, most of whom have made up their minds. So they're really only trying to win over a handful of swing voters in a handful of states who can make the difference in deciding who gets to the White House, because as we all know, we have this insane system of electoral college where the loser gets to win. In this case, the Republican Party. And we have Democrats who defend it. Then our founding fathers wanted the Electoral College. What do you care about the founding fathers, Democrats? They also wanted slavery. I do not understand Dems, D. Do not understand Dems. Damn Dems. You know know as well as I do, the roles were reversed. And the Republicans had lost while winning. They'd be well underway to amending the Constitution, to abolishing the Electoral College, because as we know, the Republicans play to win and the Dems play to be nice. We wanna be light. Oh, can we get along? Anyway, as a special bonus, an end of the week bonus for all listeners, I will now perform my encapsulations of the convention infomercials, complete with my own soundtrack. Are you ready, D? Oh, lucky, lucky listeners. (laughs) Hold on now. This is a performance piece. Hold on. Gotta have a drink of water, D. Sorry, D.
2: Mmm.
1: Water just gets better and better every day. Here we go. Wait, is that Kamala Kool-Aid or water? (laughs) No, it's just straight up water. I've already consumed enough Kamala Kool-Aid to last me a year. I love Kamala. All right, here we go. You ready, D? First, the Democrats. We're great. You're great. Republicans are great, well, not so great, but we love them anyway because we go high when they go low. And now we'll sing a song: I love you, you love me, we're a happy family. Do 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 do, 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 do. We're the Democrats, yay! And now the Republicans. Uh, meat, red meat be scared, be very scared, uh, be scared of Antifa, be scared of black people, uh, cat scratch fever <laughs> and then interspersed that got various Trump kids going,
0: daddy, daddy, I love you you're the greatest daddy, I love you so much, well today's <laughs> show's interesting
1: <laughs> this is a performance piece D, alright Please keep me in the well. Yeah, that always sounds like whenever those Trump kids get up there. Hey, don't cut me out of the well. Huh? I'm going to say something nice, Daddy. Listen to this. Eric's up there. I love you, Dad. Donnie Jr. I love you more than Eric. God, what a weird family. Anyway, and then more scared. Be scared. I like to point out, the Republican Party put a spotlight on the McCloskeys, those wingnuts from St. Louis who waved their weaponry at peacefully protesting Black Lives Matter demonstrators who just happened to be walking by their house. They were not on their property. They were not violent in any way. And there, the McCloskeys, are given a prominent position in the Republican Convention. They've turned them into heroes, folks. And up next... Is Kyle Rittenhouse, the kid from Antioch who killed two people in Kenosha? You watch, the Republicans are starting to, the campaign to turn him into a hero. I see it already. Brian Erlocker former uh, linebacker for the Bears, he has signed on to it. Uh, I've seen it out there already. It's already building. The kid's some kind of hero. The kid is some defending, what, capitalism? Who knows, but it's only a matter of time, ladies and gentlemen, before President Donnie signs on, you watch. He's gonna tweet out some love to that kid before all is said and done. You know, I've been predicting that the Democrats would win in November, but now, after these conventions, I'm nervous and I'll tell you why. Because generally speaking, when it comes to politics, dirty, dastardly, mean, and low down, beats the high road. Every time. America, prove me wrong. We got a great show today, everybody. The Heartland Mamas, man, they are so fired up. Heidi Henry and Murray burrell they're going to be talking about, they're breaking down the Republican. They watched all four days of the Republican convention. They did that. They did that so you don't have to, ladies and gentlemen, and they're going to break down their highlights the low lights get them going uh and ramana hussein will be here we'll be dropping her over the weekend so we'll have a ramana rundown we're just gonna drop it over the weekend man we have a busy day d hope you're taking your steroids david i don't take steroids oh sorry
0: (laughs) well i hope you wbez hey I, i don't i stop smoking pot i don't do steroids give me a call okay i hope you had a lot of cups of coffee how's that there we
1: go um that that would fit in with the B easy oh have you tried the coffee <laughs> i should stop making fun of bez. anyway um where was it? david ferris will be here and alderman carlos ramirez rosa so we got we're gonna be uh very busy today dennis and myself Two busy young men, or at least one busy young man and a busy old man, uh, doing a lot of conversation, a lot of talk, and dropping these shows today and over the weekend.
0: Ben, I figured it out. We're live now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, let's see if anybody will join us. We are let's wicked see. late. Uh, Should I, what? Wow, you're a genius. Should uh, I start singing? Should I sing the songs that I was singing? Yeah, sing them that, uh, that I love you song. Guys, here's what, live streamers, here's what you missed. Ben was giving us a recap on both the DNC and RNC conventions. Ben, what was the DNC convention like? It, uh, it comes out of this song
1: I love you, you love me, we're a happy family. And <laughs> <laughs> that, where's that from, man? That's, that's from Barney, the, the kid's show. I'm surprised you know that. I love Barney. Don't say anything bad about Barney, okay? And then the Republican, I just thought Ted Nugent, the only Ted Nugent song I go is, cat scratch fever, wah,
0: wah, wah. no you had more you had more though there was a
1: oh yeah no Uh, me red meat i want my red meat Uh, be scared be very scared be scared of antifa be scared of black people be very very scared of black people Uh, catch scratch fever Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) republicans such a warm and fuzzy party oh then i had my whole bit about the kids you know what Anybody listening right now live? You're just going to have to listen to the
0: podcast, right, D? Huh? There you right? go. They can download it where? Wherever they download. Come on, man. Get wherever you podcast, right, D? <laughs> You'll get there. At both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. Job security, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not letting him go to BEZ. Okay. B-E-Z is not letting
0: me go to B-E-Z as well. (laughs) When they
1: come looking for him, that's when the bidding war starts. All right, B-E-Z, you think you're taking him away from me? Uh Uh-uh. Negatory. Anyway.
0: (laughs) All right, Uh, give me my intro. Give me my intro.
1: Oh, So, Heidi Henry will be here Murray Brio will be here uh, Ramana Hussein will be here David Ferris will be here uh, C- Alderman C- Carlos Ramirez Rosa Will be here, but before we do any of that The young man from Alton The man they call Dr. D With the
0: news Hey guys, how's it going? Carlos Ramirez Rosa will be available On Monday, so he's Not going to really be here But he's going to be available on Monday. Boy, working with you is just some Kind of something <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I'm Dennis. All right, let's get down to business for the fourth and final time this week. Let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. The enemy is you. Ben, I think he's talking about you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> he loves me. Come on. You know J.B. loves me. Now, as you know, we here on the Ben Jarofsky Show like, the give, uh, like to give the governor a hard time. All right? Okay, why is this audio keep going off? Take this audio drop, for example. I'm yeah. not a perfect person. Yeah, we always like to give him a hard time. But we got to admit, J.B. Pritzker's a good guy. I'm sorry, damn near everyone who lives south of I-80, but it's true. You may disagree with a big feller from time to time, but his heart is in the right place. And the following news is proof. Governor J.B. Pritzker announced today a CH-47F Chinook helicopter, I've never heard of that, CH-47F Chinook helicopter, six Illinois National Guard soldiers, and the required mission equipment will deploy to California to assist with efforts to contain wildfires in Northern California. The team will be deployed to the Golden State for 14 days. Here's the quote from Pritzker, quote, they sent us ventilators when times were tight, so this is the right thing to do. This spring, California Governor Gavin Newsom came to our state's aid by loaning Illinois 100 ventilators in our time of need. And right now we have an opportunity to return the favor. California first responders are not only battling wildfires, they're doing so in a COVID environment under the threat of severe heat and rolling blackouts. Our team of Illinois National Guard airmen will be coming in to provide additional manpower and equipment to help tackle this disaster. Our airmen are well trained for these types of missions and will be a valuable resource for the Golden State.
1: Yeah, I uh, I share your admiration for J.B. Pritzker. I uh, know that's going to uh, open me up uh, to a, rot- a lot of ridicule uh, from our many conservative listeners D, and our many lefty, far lefty listeners uh, who probably don't think well, J.B. Pritzker has gone left enough. But I do think he's a compassionate man, and I do think he has a big heart. Uh, and uh, I would like to say that just the way he goes about life is such a contrast to Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about this, do you were talking, listening to you talk about the firefighters, the terrible firefighters in California, uh, and, um uh Excuse me, the forest fires, my bad, uh, in California. And then the hurricane in Louisiana and the damage it's caused. And I recall just the demeanor of Barack Obama when there would be uh, natural catastrophes like this. be reaching out to the states, be reaching out to Republicans in the area. Remember he met with Chris Christie? I think it was Hurricane Sandy uh, back in 2012. It was a big deal. Uh, Fox TV was castigating Chris Christie as a sellout and a traitor for having met with... Barack Obama uh, it, it's so it, it's just so what symbolically the diametric opposite of Donald Trump who just heaps contempt on any blue state no matter what is slammed them or what hit them uh, he doesn't care about blue states because as I say it's all about the electoral college he's written off California he's never going to win California uh, he, he he's I don't even know why he's even on the ballot in California. Remember there was an effort The California, Democrats were talking about kicking him off the ballot uh, if, um, because he hadn't released his income tax statements. So I, I, I said at the time, Donald Trump, you should let him kick you off the ballot. And that'll just prove how ridiculous our electoral college system is. Anyway, so the, the amount of hostility uh, Trump shows is directly contrasted with the way uh, Pritzker goes about business and the way Obama goes about business. And I'm really hoping, D, that going high beats going low, even though I have this sinking feeling
0: that low is going to win. All right. Once again, uh, no public events scheduled for J.B. Pritzker this afternoon. Ben, any idea to what the governor is up to this warm, warm, warm afternoon? Um, yeah, he's, he's got
1: this new thing he does, D. Where, really? Um, <clears throat> he takes power walks uh, along the lakefront, but he moves Uh, Laurie don't worry He doesn't stop and He doesn't look at the sky Or anything He just keeps walking And he has headphones on And he listens to our show That's what he does So right now I I don't know Is the audio working right now? He's probably going, what's going on? Where's Dr. D? I love when Dr. D, I love when he says, not a doctor.
0: Where is that? Uh, dude, I have uh, no clue if this is working or not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it says doing. we're live. It says we're live, so I don't know. So uh, Who knows? You know, and so he does that,
1: D, and then, so like, if we're ah! not working. That's
0: Jamie Pritzker <laughs> freaking out. Ah, where's
1: the, the Where? show? Where's Dr. D? Ah. So every now and then he goes back and he listens to the Eagles' greatest hits. Right now he's singing Just Another Tequila Sunrise as he walks along the.
0: Ooh, the dude. <laughs> That's what he's doing, D. You asked me, I told you. I'm jealous. Sounds like an awesome day. Yeah, it's kind of hot out, though. Yeah, very hot. JB, if you're power walking out there with the headphones on, uh, make sure you're uh, hydrated. Drink plenty of water. Drink water. right. and other statewide news. President Donald Trump, please hold your ears. You may not want to hear this. According to the Illinois State Board of Elections, more than one million Illinois voters have requested vote-by-mail ballots for the November election as voters respond to a statewide push for mail voting amid concerns over COVID 19. The number of requests puts Illinois on pace to substantially exceed the record it set for voting by mail in the 2018 general election when 430,000 votes were cast by mail, uh, accounting for 9.3% of all ballots. In the 2016 general election, th- th- I'm sorry, I'm getting uh, everybody, there's live streamers going, where's the show? Oh, Wait. <laughs> Yeah, there's no chat. Uh, Jay Marie jumped on. Okay, so we're back on, and there's no chat. So I'm going to figure that out as we go along here. Just hang tight, keep listening. Uh, several hats, several hats here on the Ben <laughs> Jaroski Show. Wearing a lot of hats. Can, can we just take a time?
1: Dennis has been doing an admirable job. From, from about 10 minutes to 1, he goes, oh, Ben, uh, the, the live stream isn't working. And ever since then, the guy I've been watching, I can watch him on my screen.
0: He's like... <laughs>
1: Moving stuff around.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm My gonna f- I'm gonna right figure there. that out. And I gotta say, boy, we had one hell of a streak with no mess ups uh, on the show. Uh, by the way, I so know for what it's worth, I'm
1: keeping track of all these. So one million. Uh, ballots by mail apps this time 400,000 in 2000 and
0: 430,000 votes were cast by mail that's okay Uh, accounting Uh, for 9.3 percent of all ballots in the 2016 general election 370,000 votes 6.5 percent of all ballots were cast by mail ben jarofsky your thoughts
1: Well, I'm starting to, trying to do the math and I was not a math, I'm no Dan Biss, I'm trying to figure out. Who is? (laughs) Can you juggle? (laughs) I'm trying to think of how many people actually voted. Oh, here's a math uh, challenge for all listeners out there. So there were 370,000 vote by mail uh, ballots in 2016. Follow me on this, ladies and gentlemen. And that's 6.5% of all the ballots cast how many ballots were cast what is seventy thousand
0: six point five 6.5 percent of dan biss if you're listening out there can you get back to us right now i'm trying to get the live stream chat dan biss all right so when i get that up please weigh in you genius uh uh i got yeah and this is if the dems win
1: this is how they're gonna win vote by mail it's easy come easy go and uh (laughs) seems to be a theme song of the day. So I encourage everybody to do it, but the dems got to be vigilant. Can't do any of this nice stuff dems. You got to make sure you have lawyers absolutely every every precinct, every county cuz those republicans play to win if it means cheating, they're going to cheat. So you have to fight them. All right? You got to have your lawyers ready to go. Why do I have this feeling? I, I Why do I have this feeling that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going, oh, just, let's just get along. No, that can't be. Kamala Harris is tough. She's a former attorney general. Come on, Kamala. Wake Joe up.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, why do I have the feeling that Joe Biden's still in bed right now? (laughs) What?
1: No, he gets up. Uh, he gets up early. You know, he's an early riser. He probably goes to bed at nine. Yeah, but he's probably up at five. You know, he's not like me.
0: Although, D, I got up at five this morning. I didn't tell you that. Oh my God, are you okay? Know. Everything good? Do we need to talk? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Should I I just shut the show down? We have a little one-on-one? What's up? Maybe.
1: Can I just cry on your shoulder? No, I got up at five. I couldn't sleep. Read the newspaper. It was so depressing. Articles about the Republican convention and the wing nuts that are in the Republican Party. Uh, And you watch this, folks. I think the the live stream was down when I was uh, opening. You watch. They're going to be turning Kyle Rittenhouse, the kid from Antioch who killed two people in Kenosha. They're going to be turning him into a hero. You watch just a matter of time that's my prediction so i'm reading about all this stuff it's just crazy absolutely crazy i guess that's why i couldn't sleep but then i went back to bed d that's the good news i got about an hour you know so it's not all bad news okay i didn't get to go back to bed
0: you're strange okay let's uh <laughs> anything else you'd like to add about those uh the mail-in uh ballots
1: no that's pretty much it yeah mail them in come on get those lawyers at every place where those ballots are counted you don't have some if you don't have your squadron of people in those uh, rooms where the ballots are counted they're gonna steal it from you like they stole it from you in florida al gore 2000 you guys rolled over told jesse jackson not to come down and protest told the unions not to come down and protest the republicans were in the streets And they snatch that from you, Democrats, because you you don't want to win. You just want to be nice and get along. So, all right. Yeah, that's uh, what I have to say about those ballots.
0: Live streamers. Boy, I, I, downloaders are probably like, why do you keep talking to these people listening live? Uh, live streamers, listen. Brian the Techie is on it. He's trying to get that live stream chat going for you so you guys can uh, rip Ben and have fun. And we can make fun of Joe Biden and all that stuff. So just hang tight, and we'll try to get that live stream going. All right. On to the news in the city of Chicago. And mm-hmm. citizens of Chicago, I have one question for you. Are you ready to gamble? Yeah! Wait, what's that? Oh, you'd rather go to the beach. Well, tough. The beaches are closed. Get over it. We're in a pandemic. That's dangerous. How could you possibly think about going to the beach in late August? You'd be putting people in danger. Besides, the city makes no money by opening up the beaches. You're not helping anyone. But don't worry, because apparently we all have permission to get excited about this news. The city of Chicago is one step closer to having a casino. Give me that thing. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot on Thursday took the next step in the push for a Chicago casino, putting out a request for gambling operators and real estate developers to submit plans about how they would build and run what is expected to be a gigantic betting parlor in the city. The request for information from the operators was the expected next step after Springfield lawmakers uh, came through with the changes to the casino tax structure that the mayor wanted the legislation that allowed a gambling hall in the city. So yeah, you know, nothing wrong with that, right? A giant building where everyone gathers close together to give a good majority of their hard earned money back to the city, a casino, right? We're pumped. Uh, Let's see here. The request for information from the operators was the expected next step. Uh, We have a quote from Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, quote, After securing favorable legislation that had eluded us for decades, (laughs) Chicago can finally pursue a a once-in-a-generation opportunity to bring a casino to our city, generating (sighs) hundreds of millions in new gaming revenues to shore up the city's pension obligations and drive up huge levels of infrastructure uh, funding in Illinois, as well as creating thousands of new and much-needed jobs for local residents so remember everybody beaches bad casinos <laughs> good bad <laughs> good
1: <laughs> uh, doctor you've been hanging around me too long man you, you that next thing you know you gonna be talking about tiffs you said it all man you said it absolutely everything that had to be said Beach is bad, <laughs> casinos good. Somehow or other, you can't go to. And I thought, you know what I, I saw it all. I think I may have told you this already. Uh, when we uh, we drove to Michigan and we came back from Michigan, so when I was driving to, to Michigan, I got casinos there. There was, I uh, went a casino. The parking lot was filled with cars and gamblers. It's a junkies. Ugh, give me that slot machine. Shh. Then I'm coming back to Chicago on Lakeshore Drive. It was a hot day. No one on the beach why because the beaches are closed you got that d all right and you pointed it out beaches are bad because you can get the virus on a beach even though it's a i think that's probably the first place i would go to avoid getting the virus is a beach but gambling casinos are good yeah d makes absolutely no sense and you know my position on this i've talked about this many times uh i'm very concerned about gambling i'm a reformed gambler myself of sorts uh gambling is a dangerous addiction to get into you're guaranteed pretty much guaranteed to lose uh so you're it's just suckers throwing their money away and uh apparently the city of chicago has decided that we cannot fund government with a progressive tax that there would be too much of a revolt against that. So we're going to go to one of the most regressive forms of taxation we can find, uh, and that is a gambling casino. Uh, It's just the decision they made, and furthermore, they changed the formula so that the proprietors of the casino We'll get even more of the money uh, that they soak from you, suckers. Uh, and that's how we're going to fund our police pensions. I'm a big believer in funding our police pensions. As I pointed out yesterday, I was hoping that the alliance between the Fraternal Order of Police and Donald John Trump uh, would result in federal assistance for our police uh, pension system. I mean, you've got to get something for loving the president, Is Era. I just thought, you know, maybe he would help you out with the pensions so we wouldn't have to soak the suckers with a casino to pay for the
0: pensions. Well, oh, that's a but, potential tongue twister, huh? Soak the suckers with a casino? Yeah, who who handled it? Who handled it right yeah, Way better than the shitty of Chicago you did a couple
1: okay, of weeks ago. Okay, okay. You notice I haven't said that in a while. Now you put it in my head. <laughs> and I will prove that I can do it. Ready? The city of Chicago. There you go. Soaking the suckers with casinos. Man, that is tough, dude. Say that 10 times. So, yeah, it's uh, well, apparently... This is what uh, comes from a what a city and a state that's just I'm not certain that that fair tax is going to pass. the odds are against it. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot has already made it clear that she doesn't want uh, to implement some of the new progressive taxes that people like Carlos Ramirez Rosa, who'll be guessing the show uh, later today uh, are proposing. So it soaked the suckers with a casino.
0: Nice way to go. You did it like three times.
1: I soaked the suckers with the casino in the city of Chicago.
0: Oh my <laughs> goodness! Did you eat breakfast? Hey.
1: Wait, what? Forget Dennis at WPZ. Hey, BZ, what about me? Listen, wait. <laughs> with us on the show is Mabel Middle of the Road who will have it both ways and not take a stand. Welcome to the show, Mabel. Oh, it's great to be here.
0: WBEZs. Uh, they, they're not impressed.
1: <laughs> well, see, just my new strategy. If I openly audition for the BEZ job, they'll give it to you just so they won't have to give it to me. There you go. I'm looking out
0: for you. All well, right? I know we can uh, take morning shows off of that list. There's no way you You'd be able to wake up for a morning show. So.
1: Don't they have evening shows there? You're right, man. Could you imagine me at five in the morning? Go, oh, God damn. Then I'd have to read the newspapers. And, like if you if you have a five o'clock show, you, don't you have to like have prepared for it by five o'clock? You can't just get up and go, I don't know what the hell's going on around here. And they always act like they're so alert at five in the morning. Well, here we are at five in the morning. I'm alert. What's the traffic? <laughs> Yeah, D. I'm not. You know, you're absolutely correct. I'm not made for the morning shift. Uh, Maybe the uh, afternoon drive.
0: All right, and if you can all hear right now, WBEZ is throwing away another resume that Dennis uh, (laughs) just sent him.
1: Wait a minute. Here's this. Here's the sound. Here we go. Here's the resume.
0: There there it is. And for those keeping track, that's resume number six. Number six. (laughs) Hey, here's a good idea. What about a slot machine on the beach? (sighs) No, better yet, put it in a
1: library. Because they have opened the libraries in the city of Chicago, but the beaches are closed. Although, D, I I must admit, I'm a bit of a hypocrite here okay I must true confession time although I make fun of Lori for closing the excuse me Mayor Lightfoot for closing the beaches and opening the libraries I've been going to the library don't let that get around what a nerd (laughs) (laughs) stop it I love libraries I love libraries and I go to the library and I put on my mask everybody okay and they, they got it set up so you can only go one way. And the, you know what I mean? They got it set up like arrow this way, arrow that way. So they're doing a good job. So thank you for opening the, uh, the libraries, Mary Lori Lightfoot. I, um, I do appreciate that. In all sincerity, I'm not being facetious or sarcastic
0: once all right uh so there we are everybody your local news there boy what a what a road we went down on this one the live stream came back up in the middle of it uh i think we have a live stream chat uh kathy just said no chat i think it's there uh, go check it out uh, i just i put a message it says hey y'all Respond back if uh, if it's working. If not, uh, okay, on Tuesday we'll do a live chat, and I'll figure all this out. Uh, so right now I am reaching out to Murray Briel and Heidi Henry, the Heartland Mamas. And uh, while I send that, uh, guy, and we, we wait for the Heartland Mamas, we need to try to convince all of you listening to download this weekend's Benny J. Bonus Interviews. Mm. That's right, every Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, brand new one-on-one interviews with ben jarofsky and a guest for you to download and well this weekend more of the same so let's go over this weekend's lineup on saturday well we're doing something a little different here we're going to talk with the uh, the heartland mamas today and right after we get done with the heartland mamas we're going to end the show and then we are going to give you the romana rundown as a saturday bonus interview ben tell everyone what you plan on talking about with romana
1: well, Romana and I are all fired up to talk about uh, first ladies. This is something on my mind. I, I, I went on a mini riff on this on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to take the deep dive. Week. What is it with campaigns thinking that the way to win over voters, particularly uh, women voters, is to showcase the first lady? That's I just I find that just it's kind of demeaning to vote it is take kind of out of that sentence i just find it a demeaning thing a voter why would a voter care about the spouse like oh well i really like the spouse's haircut or the way the spouse wears the dress or the style why like But but so many Republican strategists were saying that Melania is the key to winning over the women's vote. The Melania is very important. Guys, we all know they don't have a real marriage, not a real relationship. We all know it's some kind of contractual deal. You know, where Donald Trump, uh, uh, the news reports that came out uh, after the election was that uh, Melania was renegotiating the prenup she was taking that. She had a little leverage she could use on Donald Trump. Uh, I'm not.
0: Was that Ken Davis? That?
3: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm not in judgment of it. I'm just saying. we live in this like make believe world where oh, oh, it's I believe in fairy gods, princesses, and let's hear what Princess Melania has to say. So, you know, it's one of the things, just one of the things uh, that we'll be and uh, Romana's ready to riff on Nikki Haley. Uh, David Ferris will be another one of our guests. That's going to be That's
0: going be on Sunday. By the way, Saturday is when uh, Romana is going to be available by 5 a.m. On Sunday, yes, David Ferris is back. He was here earlier this week giving us a DNC rundown. Sunday, he's going to give us an RNC rundown. Isn't that right, Ben?
1: Yes. Very good. Dennis it's like you read my mind like the song says if you can read my mind and uh, so he's going to give us the RNC he's already sent me a bunch of funny tweets Uh, he's not as pessimistic as I am he believes that uh, the Dems can win by the way if you haven't heard it already we had Troy LaRabia on yesterday holy crap that was Uh, a great interview it was, yeah, it was a great interview And Troy was on fire Troy, of course, is the head of the Chicago Principals Association uh, And a big-time Bernie uh, Sanders supporter And he, he went on a couple of riffs that were just He the, he went on, his explanation of implicit bias And what's going on in Kenosha uh, Was fascinating But also, pretty surprisingly strong comments About Hello. the need to support uh, Joe Biden Hello. And, uh, Hey, Murray Oh, so Murray Briel is joining us. Uh, and so, yeah, I urge everybody to uh, check out Troy's, uh, the interview we did with Troy. Uh, and then finally on Monday, I we have a I don't we'll
3: think go. so, but I check.
0: Okay, Murray, hang tight. Can you hear me? Murray, Murray we'll bring you. Murray, we can hear you
1: loud and clear. What a show it's been today. Uh, Murray, we can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear us? No, I don't think Murray <laughs> can hear us. <laughs> Why are you being a pain in my oh, uh, oh, Murray, don't <laughs> swear. Whatever you do.
0: <laughs> can you hear us? Hey. Okay.
3: Why can't I hear?
0: Huh.
3: You can hear me? Yeah, yeah. we, we can, can hear, hear you. you. I can't hear you. Okay, we're gonna Yeah. There we yeah. Go. It's okay, Murray.
1: <laughs> oh Lord. Do we take all this stuff out of the podcast here? Or we just keep it in just let everybody know what no, kind of a crazy
0: Friday it's been. I, I'm going to give her the, the hand signal here. I will I will call you back. All right. So we're going to – I will call you back. And we'll see if we can do that. All right. I think she got the, the hint there. Okay. Uh, boy, this is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, are you still there,
1: Ben? Okay. <laughs> um, no, it was so funny when Murray came. I could see her on my screen, and she was like, what's going on? And uh, uh, I bet. Yeah. Ken then Davis again? Like, oh. uh, then I thought she was going to just go on a ref of
0: swearing. Yeah, what I know. Me too. People. Me too. But, I was like, Murray, don't swear. Don't swear. But you were talking about this here. Like, I, I'm just going to say it right now. This Troy Lavier interview, no offense, other guests we've had. This is the best interview we've had. All of 2020 Troy wow. LaRavie laid it down uh, He spoke a lot of things on uh, The 2020 election uh, The vote blew no matter who uh, He gave a, a great Reason for uh, having cops In school uh, I just thought It was a fantastic interview from Troy LaRavie Everybody you need to go download that uh, ASAP after this show
1: Yeah his his riff um, uh, Yeah, There were like Three or four that he went on uh, the, the opening bit about uh, what implicit bias and what was going to the cop's mind when uh, uh, he shot Jacob Blake uh, was impressive but at the end he said I'm going to surprise you and then he gave a defense of allowing local schools to determine whether they want police in the schools and you wouldn't think you know just based on his larger progressive views that he would extol this but uh, he did a very convincing job very powerful uh, from the heart uh, recitation by Troy LaRavier about police in schools and allowing uh, principals and students and parents to decide for themselves and talking about some of the things principals have told him. So the, I urge everybody to check one. I'm really proud of that interview. I, we dropped it last and we we're going to drop it this weekend but dennis is like no that's too good let's drop it right now oh, and so, i so.
0: sat there and said hey download it tonight everybody and that would be weird and monday carlos ramirez rosa the 35th ward alderman alder monday okay let we got murray Brill here let's see if we can hear her again all right let's see murray there you are
1: can you hear us murray
3: Yes, indeed. It was on my end. For some reason, my computer decided to change the output to something that I have no
1: idea what it was. So we're good. All right. Here you are. Murray Briel's here. She's one half of the Heartland Mamas. Where's Heidi Henry? Uh, she's still on her way. Uh, well, we'll we'll start the conversation with Murray Briel. Uh, Murray, for just uh, remind everybody once again who the Heartland Mamas are and where they can hear them, where they can hear you, I should say.
3: Absolutely. Well, the Heartland Mamas are myself, Murray Briel and Heidi Henry. We both were candidates, myself for a federal race and Heidi for a state race. We got to meet through working together and became friends, and both of us were unsuccessful, but extremely grew very proud to get to know who we were. And as the campaign ended, we realized there are so many progressive voices out here that don't get to be heard you know they talk about flyover country and the media tends to portray the midwest as this one giant homogenous blob of red racism and we wanted to bring that voice that progressive voice to the heartland to the purple areas to the red areas to say you're not alone so that's how we do heartland mamas and we have a weekly cast tuesdays and thursdays at two o'clock on facebook live You can catch all of our other shows, um, anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you like watching Silly Faces, you know, you can go to YouTube.
1: And when you say the where that people uh, overlook, where exactly, what's the territory that uh, you and Heidi uh, ran in, so to speak? What are the areas?
3: Well, we ran in Illinois, so my district was the 16th Congressional District, which goes all the way from Rockford uh, down to Iroquois County, Ford, Stark. It covers like 1,600 miles. It's insane. And Heidi was a Laysal Bureau, Putnam, Kendall, so west of Chicago, west and north and south is where we are. Uh, or at least where we ran, and so as we started talking, we realized so many more folks across the country were in that position, and that's why uh, we said the Heartland, the red versus blue, is anywhere you leave those progressive pockets to the folks that are those quote suburban women uh, <laughs> and those in the rural. So. All right, that's a
1: perfect segue. Uh, Heidi, have you joined us as well?
2: I did. I finally got here.
1: All right, very good, Heidi. How And we've been talking to Murray Briel, so now we have both Mamas and the Heartland Mamas. Uh, And, uh, Heidi, Murray just left me with a perfect segue. Uh, One of the themes that Donald Trump has been putting out there uh, for the last several weeks, but it was really hammered home uh, at the Republican convention, is that he is looking out for suburban women, that he will protect them, that he will defend them, that there's hordes of lefties, uh, who are endangering them, and they will run to Donald Trump for rescue. <laughs> Murray Briel, talk uh, about that.
3: Go. Okay, let's start with that whole suburban woman thing. Um, the uh, it's, it's mind-boggling because they realize there's this demographic out there that they need, and yet they have no idea what that demographic
2: actually is. Besides old white men. They have this
3: 1950s version of what the suburban woman is. You know, we've seen these pitches to uh, promote women in in being mothers. And we had one of the speeches that talked about, why don't we give credit to women and mothers? And, you know, and and there are some suburban women that this would appeal to. However, the one dimensionality that they portray all suburban women, I think, is really going to backfire because we're not like one giant blob. And I'll tell you, I'm sorry, I got to tell you about Tuesday. Deep breath here. Tuesday was the day I think i officially lost my mind. And it's a really good thing, Ben, that you and I are friends because I don't know if I could handle much more after Tuesday. Tuesday was Women's Day, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday was all about the ladies. It was Ladies Night at the GOP. And it was a nightmare. We had so many different Barbies from and don't don't give me crap for commenting on their looks. They all had the same look. It was designed that way. Yes. And and everything was All right, so I pay attention to the montages too. And the subtlety behind it was talking about peaceful protest, talking about women, talking about quiet works, strength behind men. Oh, thank goodness for men. Thank goodness for Trump. He he allowed us. Okay. So then you go into the wrong facts that were given out about women's suffrage and the revisionist history that occurred and the... and, 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 And... I gotta tell you, you know that that night um, was
1: bonkers. Heidi, was that your low point too?
2: I think my low point was Kimberly Guilfoyle, Go- Go- Guilfoyle the first night, I, I yeah. s- sustained a uh, false eyelash in- uh injury through the uh, uh, through the television set um, <laughs> from her. But I think watching Tiffany Trump that first night. Um, totally gaslight i mean this is a, a woman that's had little to no contact with the father who wondered if her breast would be big enough to please him when she was a baby uh, all of her life and suddenly she's feeling stuff and i told murray i said i think what she is doing is what they've promised her she says this is when ivanka junior and eric are in prison she gets to run the trump empire right i i think that was why she said really bad. Yeah, because I told you, Marie, her and Baron are the only two that aren't going to prison at this point, you know? You're right. <laughs> well, I would
3: que- I was really surprised about Tiffany's speech. Yes. Um, I was surprised at her delivery. I was surprised that there was, you know, as much You're attempt okay. at genuineness yeah. as some of the other ones. I mean, gosh, most of the other ones, people were reading like a ton of toms without <laughs> any- <laughs> um what they're saying. Like so to have that, that level of humanness to it, no, she practiced it. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was just really surprised by it. That that kind of threw me for a loop.
1: No. Go ahead, Heidi. Go ahead. Well,
2: but Tiffany Tiffany's look and and you know, we we caught I caught flack on my Facebook page for commenting about the trump plastian look that women have, even Joni Ernst, have now when they've been in contact with them. It's a certain length of hair. It's a certain way they're made up. It's the false eyelashes. It's poofiness. It's, it's artificial it's the they speak. It's the language that they were written,
3: or the language they were encouraged to use in the writing. Very um, gracious that there was an existence, that they were allowed to have what they have. That was the Mm -hmm. overarching
2: theme. They fed the same mold, and they become Stepford Wives, right? You remember that movie, Ben, from the 70s, where they just become automatons. They they are not uh, individuals anymore. They are uh, like cookie-cutter versions of women, and it's hard to see that after you see the dnc where you see real working women real women with real opinions and you also the other thing i noticed is you didn't see any pantsuits or slacks mm. on the women at um at the rnc they all wore skirt skirts and dresses and no. i don't know
1: Heidi. i gotta follow up on something you said you've been getting flack on facebook talk about the criticism uh, you've been getting because of the comments you're making
2: well the comments were were what I see is this conversion of women, and they're like, "Why are you attacking how they look?" I'm not attacking how they look. I'm saying that it is a conversion of women to a Trump standard—a man who said women have an expiration date at the age of 35. These are how they are meant to look, and to to please him. And Marie and I even had talked about: Did Joni Ernst draw out her hair and put on the false eyelashes to get bigger cr- campaign donations? I think, Joni Ernst.
3: It and Johnny Earth has of that look. Uh, oh, yeah, my goodness. Ever. She ever. She's in, in a and challenging position. She knows she's got to go all in with him because Teresa Greenfield is coming up and doing an amazing yeah. job of generating the excitement. Iowa is very much in play at every level from the state to the federal. And so she doubled down. And and, and so you can see it. And The way she spoke. The, the look she had, it was – Trump Plastic. obvious, <laughs> yes. It was Barbie, you know.
1: Yeah. I just wrote down Trump Plastic. No, but I, I think it's interesting that the point you're making, uh, if lefties or, uh, well, even liberals or Dems, whatever, uh, criticize the look that Donald Trump is, uh, is a requirement, if you will, to yeah. be a, a Donald Trump supporter, then they counterattack you with uh, that you're a sexist. Right, and so they use a, a democratic uh, position to undermine you, even though it—they never care about sexism in the rear in the world that they exist yeah. in. Uh, and
3: that's just it. Looking at the, all the montages and the image, the, the 1950s, yeah. hair done up, dressed, skirt, tucked. It, it was such a throwback. And Heidi's so right that everything about this was hypocrisy on display.
2: Well, it was maddening to and watch. The Republicans have made it impossible for, for most households to survive without two incomes you can't have a mad, a mad men look anymore for women because we can't afford it we have to go out and work and, and do the things that we do to help keep the household going but yet they're trying to harken back to this simpler time when women knew their place and their place was in the home that's how it felt to me and the conversion of the look of these women to become this Trump plastic look it yes. was offensive on a level that most Republicans, frankly, aren't going to get, and I'm surprised when Democrats don't get it. When women, you know, progressive women don't look at it and go, "Oh my God, the conversion is complete." You know, so she is now a Stepford wife. Stepford wife, you know. So. <laughs> so.
1: Well, uh, but what are the the themes that they made in uh, Women's Night and? I think they may have made it another night, but was that Donald Trump? I think Kellyanne Conway pointed yeah. this out. And I'll get, we'll start with Heidi and then get Murray's response to this that Donald Trump has empowered women. This <laughs> is a theme. <laughs> uh, and uh,
3: is Dennis ready
1: to beep us? Can yeah, you, by the way, you feel free to swear. Go ahead. No, uh,
3: it's no, a okay. podcast. Because I, I, I just feel Heidi's been really on an F bomb kick. and I, I heard been
0: it. Been I listened Monday. More. I
3: know. Yeah, so. I've i feel much more behaved, and with yes. this topic, I may not end up. But I'm so triggered right now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Amen, girl. Crazy. That's why we're taking a break next week. All right, so, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, I think watching Kellyanne gaslight about um, Trump's empowerment of women. Listen, women can never be empowered until we have autonomy over our own bodies, and not just Kellyanne, but the continuation, uh, and this is going outside of the thread that you're talking about, is the bombardment on if you're a good Catholic or a bad Catholic. Let's bring in a priest, let's bring in a nun, let's bring in Lou Holtz, but let's also tell people that if you believe in the autonomy of women, the right to have control over their own bodies, then you're a terrible Catholic like Joe Biden is. And I got on a tangent that will be released later today. If a Catholic tenant is to only have sex to procreate, why does Lou Holtz only have four children? You know, I mean, there's something there's something to the hypocrisy where they're willing to, to throw women under the bus, but not men for the same reasons. And for Kellyanne to say that he's liberated women. Are you kidding me? It's just like watching the parade of of African or black men and women come through that convention. Right. The parade of black people that that talk about the white savior, Trump, the women that talk about the the, um, you know, the hero king of Trump. It's it's such an indoctrination that I feel sorry for these people with Stockholm syndrome. It's Kellyanne telling us as women how to think and feel, knowing that she's lying through her teeth and probably why she has so much problems in her own home with her own family. So you can't lie all your life and expect things to go well at home, period.
1: Murray, your yeah. thoughts.
2: So, yeah, Kellyanne,
3: uh, she was definitely more docile than she usually is into <laughs> to the media. All of them had a different vibe than what you're used to. So that was a little bit of like being in bizarre World. But, you know, you, you mentioned it, and she talked in her speech about how Donald Trump elevated women and mm-hmm. Heidi touched on this but I want to take this 1950s theme a little farther with everything it was like she said it was you know the savior complex the white savior complex he elevated women the white not that, that women had worked and developed careers and built reputations in order to get to that place and how he had helped them along the way which would have been more about hey he's Really empowered women, but instead it was white man, rich man. Trump has given and to say women, you can come up with the ladder just a little if you show me your titties. Like you know, it was so smarmy and yeah. and, and, and deeply offensive as a woman. I mean, honest to God, that's it. In everything they did, there was these subtle things like elevated. They could have used any other phrase, which would have conveyed such a different message. To even those suburban women and they didn't that just shows how they're indoctrinating like Heidi said
2: you know and I want to say suburban women is the new code word for white flight yeah you know it's well that's
1: my next question I'm going to ask you Uh, I'll start with you Heidi Uh, people can't see this because we're not uh broadcasting uh, uh a video but um Uh, Heidi's got a great uh, shirt on that she's wearing. Uh, Make a racism wrong again. I love the shirt. Uh, Send me one (laughs) when you're done. Uh, One of the themes, and I've been talking a lot about this in the show, uh, Heidi, one of the themes of the Republican convention uh, that was beamed out is essentially white people be scared. Be very scared. Uh, and I, Donald Trump, will protect you, which is so bizarre since so much of the turmoil has happened on Donald Trump's watch that suddenly, you know, he's not responsible for it uh, and he will protect us. Very bizarre, mixed message. But uh, you're going around wearing a shirt that says, Make racism uh, wrong. And I wholeheartedly Absolutely. love your shirt. But do you think folks in your neck of the woods support? Uh, the sentiment on your shirt, or do you think they're being moved by Donald Trump's message?
2: Well, you know, I infamously wear shirts like this everywhere, and, and they can see a variety of different things. Murray's been with me when, when I wear them. and the response is always really positive because most people are thinking it, they're just afraid to say it, and they're afraid they are alone. And especially in these red areas, you get out here and you think, because because the very aggressive people in my area are the Trump supporters, are the racists, are the bigots, are the QAnon that work for the LaSalle, uh, Illinois Police Department, right? Those are the people they're concerned about. So they see, you know, this 59 year old woman wearing a shirt like this, and I'll take you out if you want to argue, argue with me you know and uh uh but i i do this to spark conversations i do this for people to say hey i really agree with you and i've never had one bad incident wearing something like this so yes i do believe uh because you know and i go to places where where the good old boys hang out the firm supply the sporting goods store you know (laughs) and uh with a total come at me bro attitude but um Yeah, a lot of times I forget what I'm wearing and somebody will comment on it and I'll say, yeah, you know, I'm glad to know, you know, we're glad to know we're not alone.
3: She's put me in an awkward position or two in the middle of Trump country wearing something uh, (laughs) where I'm like, I think I'm either going to have to box or
2: run. I don't know which way this is going to go, but yeah, we have seen some of that. But it's always gone well, hasn't it, Marie? You know, It's always Uh gone well. We've never had a problem with it. And we've worn it. I wore a shirt that said one issue voter defeating Donald Trump to and from the MAGA rally we attended. It's because people need to know they're not alone in this fight, that there are other people who support the positions of forward thinking. They may not call themselves a progressive, but they know they're not a racist and they're heartbroken over what they see in their communities. All right. So, uh, Ben, you, you
3: asked, if you don't mind, Um, you just asked a really interesting question, and, and it was, you know, about is it resonating? You know, with Heidi wearing that shirt is are people out where we are getting afraid of um, because is his message of white people are um, in danger. Um, you know, what's weird is I really picked up the vibe that he, It was a little less about white people in danger than usual. I mean, there was still that component, but Christians in danger, Mm. Christian in danger, Christians in danger. And the white thing in danger out here isn't playing well. Most Mm -hmm. places it's not playing well, but this whole idea of the, of, of God, Christian God, being under threat yeah. is enough to motivate some of these folks. So that was a strategy shift that was uh, yeah. good, but okay. bad.
1: Yeah, no, I, t- I got to tell you, so many inconsistencies, you just uh, triggered something there, Maurice. So many inconsistencies in the Republican Party. And I, I don't know if I had this conversation with either one of you. I, I have a feeling that Heidi and I have this conversation. I have a like a strong libertarian streak in me where mm-hmm. I believe government should just stay out. Uh, so that's why I'm very sympathetic to the notion of free expression uh, and uh, for the legalization of marijuana, pretty much drugs across the the board. Uh, it just It's just this like, stay out of my life uh, yeah. attitude. Very much uh, for But
2: lawn. <laughs> when I see
1: Republicans, they talk about liberty when it comes to something like a mask. And then they turn around And they indoctrinate us with this hardcore religious, sanctimonious BS about whether one or two speakers in the Democratic Convention dishonored all of Christianity by dropping God from the Pledge of Allegiance. God wasn't even in the Pledge of Allegiance until the 1950s. It's like, where's the libertarians to speak up? For people who may not believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody follows the dictates of the Republican Party, hide and go.
2: Okay, so, so Marie and I talked about this the other day. Um, You know, you and I, Ben, are on the same page. Which God? Is there a God? I'm Episcopalian. We know that God comes with a lot of different names and a lot of different um, philosophies, right? All similar, all good things, but... When you talk about Christianity, the reason he'll never make that work is you cannot get Roman Catholics, Episcopalians, Baptists, Seventh-day Adventists, um, Jehovah's Witnesses, people that go to the Church of God to ever agree on anything. We're all reading the same Bible with different interpretations. And then you add into it the fact that most mainstream Christian religions respect people of multiple of different faiths we you know as an episcopalian i don't i don't care if you you know believe in god or not that's how god speaks to me doesn't mean that's how it speaks to you and you have a similar ideology with the methodists and the presbyterians and the baptists and we're not all hellfire and brimstone like he's thinking we are and he's also demonizing most roman catholics right so here he's all he's doing is alienating and pushing people further apart he's pandering to an evangelical base which if you think about that evangelical base it's a base that he doesn't participate in he's got a daughter that's jewish he's got sons that i don't think have ever set foot in a church and so who who's who's he talking to because most people christians i know i mean on my block there's nine different denominations that i can think of we don't all go to the same church how are we all going to get on board with the trump plan you know (laughs) So,
1: murray your thoughts
2: Ben, you know, I, you said, you know,
3: it really hit me when you said it, it sparked, because it sparked it for me too. So, you know, this liberty and freedom BS and where are the libertarians and, you know, and, and I've been thinking about this, but I, I figured it out through watching this convention. Freedom, all of this equals no regulation. For corporations, freedom e- corporations equals freedom, not individual freedom, and they co-inflate the two, which gives them the opportunity to claim because everything carried no regulations and yeah. and all these things that are geared all the freedom they talked about was geared toward corporations, right. except for the Second Amendment. You know, you got to keep your guns, uh, but. So all of it's geared toward corporations and not individuals, yet the Republican Party can say they're for freedom, mm-hmm. but not individuals. So I, I think that that,
2: yeah, that, I... that was a
3: really good pickup. And the other thing with the God is there was so much Christian overtone, and it was— he did, Which what Christian? what what yeah. Well, no, forget it.
2: You know what? Yeah. What about all the other faiths that God is something else? Yes, or Republicans I, I have, just, have carved that out for so long. I mean, there is. I don't know. You know, it's it's been so carved out down to just Republican God, which is unrecognizable to any other religion, including Christianity. Christians don't understand Republican God. It's not Jesus based i'm not sure what the hell they're kind it's like scientology you know what the hell is that all about that's what it felt like when i was watching it because it didn't and i told i told Murray i said i'm betting 98 percent of the people that swear that they're christian that swear that they believe in in trump's ideology uh have never read a bible they've had somebody tell them what's in it so how do they know that homophobia is not outlawed in the bible how do they know Um, that abortion is not mentioned in the Bible. How do they know that any of this exists because they've never read it? They don't know. And you can twist some passages in the Old or New Testament to fit those narratives, but it doesn't mean that that was the intent. For people not only to read the book but to do the history on it is a lot of work for people who are probably poor students to begin with like Trump. Just yeah, and
1: Donald Trump uh, clearly—that—that's hey, the biggest joke of all. Yeah. Uh, that this yes. Donald Trump, who's career we've all followed if you're my age you come if you were around yep. reading the newspapers in the 80s and the 90s you know all about the, the caricature of donald trump Yep, and he was not a church caller okay no. there was there's was nothing pious about him there was nothing religious about him was he was, party, cur- a, party, party. He was yes. a party man uh and uh a big supporter of abortion yeah so he has flipped uh on a dime uh, to uh, yeah. launch his political career uh, and just to watch this to wax the sanctimonious stuff is, is- is really uh All right. Now let's talk about, uh, some of your, uh, favorite, and I have the word favorite, uh, in quotes, air quotes, uh, yeah. speeches from the Republican party. We'll start with you, Murray. Uh, is there one speech that really stood out in your mind above all others for, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, hi- hypocrisy, uh, what,
3: I guess I would say the most insane speech for me, uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle was real close. Uh-huh. See, yeah. And I really thought Eric was going to go for it. He was almost there, and
2: Don <laughs> Jr. Oh, but they didn't quite quite cross. They didn't bring it home. They shit. didn't bring it home. No,
3: no, no. Who did? You know who was wonderful? That was Jim Jordan. He was a QAnon quoting, conspiracy yes. theory spitting, crazy lunatic that you expect from everyone who supports Donald Trump. Yes. That was very Jim Jordan. No jacket wearing, Jim ignoring I mean it was perfect. That that was the cre- that was the real Trump presence. That was the real yeah. Trump who Trump is in his organization. And all the other ones were like this gaslighting. So I guess maybe because it was refreshing.
2: Yeah. Well, well uh, that could be I mean, I'm ref- Heidi, Yeah, that could be refreshing <laughs> Murray, or it could just be just crazy at a degree that we can't even we can't even go to I mean there are so so many and I'm going to lump a bunch of them together because that Trump plastic thing goes into words and speeches and stuff as well but those that wanted to thank uh, Donald Trump for allowing them to wave guns on the lawn of their uh, home the McCluskey oh, the McCluskeys. Oh I was going to go there
1: you stole my thunder Heidi go ahead um, Heidi I was going to go to the McCluskey's yes
2: oh I keep hoping and I know the wheels of justice turn slowly, but these people need to lose their law license. They need to have some repercussions for what they did because nobody was on their lawn. Nobody was harming their their. their people were on a public street and they're brandishing weapons. And she, they've got their fingers on the trigger with the intent to shoot to kill or at least shoot to wound or at least shoot that gun at people who are protesting. They're not tearing things up i know that like part of the gate from the gated community was dislodged but you know we don't know when that happened exactly or if it, you know I, it, anyway that and then the, the kid the smurmy kid that was bothering somebody at a protest rally my world was turned upside down because, yeah because Sandman. i was caught oh red-handed God, about
3: a ton of Tom. how many quailings did they give him before oh. he spoke?
2: And the the thing is, is that this is the the new face of the Republican Party. This is the person they laud and honored. They look up to these people. And I think looking at them, I see the McCluskeys all groomed and carefully lit in their house with their carefully um, rehearsed speech. And I think to myself, what were they thinking was going to happen that day, that they needed to go out like that? And did they feel that they really needed to go out in a blaze of glory or at least threaten that and then come back and say, hey, this is great. You know, uh, we're so grateful to have had this happen. It's just like listening to people whose loved ones were released from uh, being hostages. Every president does that. They usually don't trot it out there for everybody to see. Right. I, I just it's like. Why are we trotting out people who are taking their um, oath of citizenship? Why are we trotting out people whose loved ones were held uh, captive? Why are we trotting out people whose loves, loved ones were lost? They're still pretty raw. They're going to blame everybody. I, you know, when you lose somebody to a horrific death, a lot of times you point all the fingers at everybody. It wasn't Obama's fault probably wasn't trump's fault stuff happens you know we live in a crazy ass world and you know if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time you're going to get abducted you're probably going to get killed and especially if you're a woman because they had one um somebody who had been helping syrian refugees i'm sorry you're in one of the most unsafe areas of the world and you're a woman You know, I used to watch, I used to love um, Anthony Bourdain. I used to love watching him, wishing I could be like that. And he, I didn't know he was such a tragic figure, but it is not safe for Murray or I to go traveling around the world like that. We know that. So we don't, that's why you don't ever see women hosts doing that. So don't blow that up as if it's Obama's fault it's just yeah. one of those things it's why women are not safe in this world and we're becoming less safe in the united states but i um you know tom cotton who comes up with a lot of <laughs> bravado that tells you that biden's not going to keep you safe i'm sorry the crap that's all going down right now yeah. is on his watch yeah. Is, uh, yeah and it's leftover racism for electing a half-white president in Barack. Obama. Uh,
1: all right now um you mentioned the McCloskeys, mm-hmm. uh, the glorification of the McCloskeys, yeah. uh, they turning them to heroes, giving them that prominence uh, when they're, they're right now, uh, by the way, they're lawbreakers or they've been alleged lawbreakers. Yeah, I think the next one, and I would love to hear uh, Murray first you and then Heidi, your thoughts on this. I think the next one coming is Kyle Rittenhouse, who's the 17 year old from Antioch who went up to Kenosha and killed two people. And already I'm seeing uh, on the internet, uh, people uh, paying homage to him as though he's a hero. And I just, I said this earlier in the show, uh, you probably didn't hear it because our sound wasn't working at that moment, but I believe that's sort of the next frontier for the Republican Party. They're from the McCloskies who just waved the guns to Rittenhouse who actually shot the guns. That will be the next hero they prop up and promote as a savior. Uh, and I predict that Donald Trump will move from this sort of cautious, guarded response, which is no response, to actually, I don't know, maybe sending out a tweet in support of him, or retweet go, oh, Murray.
3: I think you are a hundred percent right. And take that one step farther. Again, remember, I watched all the montages, and there were at least five references in montages to the Wild West. To uh, when Trump had his speech, he brought up all of these figures throughout history that were Wild West pioneers, that were Second Amendment, that they used for Second Amendment, you know, that they were rebels in their own time, which was weird because, you know, you're not supposed to be against things if you're I don't know that whole thing was very but to say that that they the next wave is going to be these people and that it's gonna be Kyle Rittenhouse I think is hundred percent right and there's gonna be more Kyle Rittenhouses. Many, many more because they will get glorified. They will you know they'll probably get pardoned. Why not? They're not getting the 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 scrutiny that they deserve. Look at the media covering it. 17-year-old boy from Antioch. Now, if that was any other ethnicity, would they be getting that same commentary at 17-year-old boy? Would that be the word they would be using to describe them? No. And we're seeing the rise in white terrorism. We're seeing the rise in white power interest. Wow. Wow. But it's it's terrifying, and and I think it before November third, things are going to get a lot worse, and I think after November third, things are going to get even worse, no matter what the outcome. Mm.
1: Heidi, your thoughts?
2: It's it's really difficult um, for me to look at Kyle Rittenhouse and not see the very vision of a homegrown terrorist you know taught to to shoot and to defend uh the blue line from indoctrinated since he was a child and since he was born and i don't know what his mother's involvement in the 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 protest was besides taking him up there but i worry about parenting at that level and the fact that we're schooling these young vulnerable Impressionable children to be like this, you know. Murray and I were at the MAGA rally the day, and the one we went to was the very day that the Dayton shooting happened, and the El Paso shooting happened. And we heard the rhetoric to fire up the crowd, to go out and and uh, and kill in this manner. We heard it firsthand. We heard it verbatim. And for us to think, and and we've had this ramping up with what happened in Portland. Um, for this. 17-year-old homegrown terrorist to think that it's perfectly okay to cross state lines with a gun he's not legal to buy in illinois or in wisconsin or have he's not even allowed to buy the bullets for it um to think that it's okay his family thinks it's okay for him to go up there and patrol the streets when he's got no interest no skin in the game those are not his businesses they're not his family businesses it's not the state he's from we see that and we we could have seen this in michigan when the vigilantes stormed the Capitol, right? We, in Illinois, we don't see this as much as other states do, but you have this going up in Idaho. Right now, we had a, 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 another insurgence in the Idaho State Capitol that was lost in the shooting. Um, it was lost in all this other rhetoric. But this is happening, and until we get... Control of the emotion that drives this bizarre interpretation of the Second Amendment until we contain it, until we address it, and I'm not well, talking
3: can start about with me. just having a revision of history that's accurate. Right. I and not putting Wild West Annie Oakley and Buffalo Bill in your the wild, great the Americans wild. and oh sweet Jesus,
2: the Wild West was a hollywood myth a third of the cowboys were black a third uh, two-thirds were white and most of them about 90 percent of them couldn't to own a gun. I mean, the, if you're a historian, you know these things, and you know that Marshall Dillon could not have killed as many men as he had and maintained his retained his job, right? They checked our guns at the city limits. There's a whole history to the to the West that's not discussed in the Wild West because that wouldn't be as much fun. It's like when people come to me and they want to they want to learn to ride a horse and they want to wave their arms around and say yeah. And I'm like, we never do that. That was a movie trick because watching a good rider is kind of boring because they're absolutely st- still in the saddle so it's that same type of myth that permeates everything trump talks about everything the republican talks about republicans talk about driving that home as if it was a truth it's gaslighting. And we are going to have more Kyle Rittenhouse's. I think he emboldens other people. I don't know how much Trump is really going to get involved in this. I think we're going to let law enforcement sort this out. Having seen videos of um, previous speeches given by the law enforcement in the Kenosha area, I don't give them. I think their state's attorney is going to have to step in and, and take care of this.
1: Well, it's uh, could come down to a jury trial. Be interesting to see uh, yeah. how the defense attorney uh, plays it uh, to How the do jury. you th-
2: defense that how do you defend that you know really
1: you put, so, you put the victims uh, on the trial that's what they do they will put
3: yeah. i'm now well, I'm when like, the see, chief of police says yeah. they deserved it because they broke curfew
2: yeah. What kind of a trial is a guy getting man. Out? I'm so glad in the 70s they didn't kill you for breaking curfew because I,
1: I
0: was out a lot. Oh,
1: yeah, Heidi Henry Usually back in, in the 70s. Woo. Uh, by the way, just uh, before we close it down, I just want to tell people when Heidi made the reference to the Wild West and uh, she knows a little something about horses, uh, mm-hmm. she's a horse uh, trainer and she's sitting. I can see that she's, I think you're in a barn, there's a bale of hay <laughs> behind her, and there, <laughs>
2: it's, it's the a, backdrop, so
1: the, and Okay.
2: They turn into the Heartland Mamas. This is actually going away because as we go into uh, the election season, it, it goes to red versus blue. Um, but yeah, Murray doesn't like this backdrop because it's a little too country for her, but it, there are parts of my firm that look like this.
1: I expect Eddie Albert to step out anytime. And I don't know <laughs> what knows. You're all too young to know who Eddie Albert is. All right, Murray, gotcha. cl- close it uh, by telling folks one more time where they can hear the Heartland Mamas Uh the real deal Go
0: and, ahead. and who you guys got Thank planned you. what you guys have planned on the future episodes too you know
3: all right. Well, we have a thank you so much for having us. We appreciate every time we get we get a chance to talk to you. The Heartland Mamas do Tuesdays and Thursdays at two o'clock p.m. Central Time live stream on Facebook. We also publish uh, multiple additional casts. You can find old episodes YouTube, Buzzsprout, anywhere you get a podcast, and at Heartland Mamas m a m a s dot com. And we have a candidate series coming up. So we've been interviewing candidates all across uh, the heartland, Ohio, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, for races. And it's been really interesting. So we have more coming. And then we're going to do a recap, letting folks know, hey, these guys are out there. Give them some attention. If your district's safe, turn your attention over here. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. Very good. Murray and uh, Heidi, thank you very much. And we'll be talking to you real soon. All right.
3: Thanks thank you so much breath. for having us, guys. Yeah.
1: Bye. That's Murray uh, Briel and Heidi Henry, the Heartland Mamas. D. Uh, before we head out the door, you got any updates for us?
0: Yeah, we got a few updates here. Uh, since we had that awkward uh, beginning there in the show with the local news, I figure we'll do a few uh, local stories and then we'll ride out of here. What do you say? I think that's a good idea. <laughs> all right. So first up, uh ben you're really gonna like this story just heads up you're really gonna like you're gonna be one proud uh host here in a few minutes all right uh okay. the following comes from the hill the nba and the national basketball players association announced a plan today to return to the league's playoffs as you know uh as well as a commitment to convert some arena facilities into in-person voting locations during the 2020 general election have you heard this news ben I just saw the headline before I uh, came on the show, before we did the show, so I haven't had a chance to read the story. Well, NBPA Executive Director Michelle Roberts and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said in a joint statement that the league will return to playoff games on Saturday uh, with the understanding that players and the league will focus on a, a slate of civil and voting rights programs. The leader said that in a, every city where the league's franchise controls arena property, team governors will continue to work with local election officials to convert the facility into a voting location for the 2020 general election to allow for a safe in-person voting option for communities vulnerable to COVID.
1: I love it. And we know what this is all about. And, you know, I've uh, we've had at least two conversations on this uh, issue, uh, the NBA's insurrection. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, we had a conversation, a great conversation yesterday with Troy uh, and Vincent Norman on Wednesday. I, I, Doc Rivers' speech. I can't say it enough. Uh, the coach of the LA Clippers was just so moving and um, so powerful and so inspirational. And those NBA players to stand up. Uh, and start sort of the rebellion that's been going on in sports the national hockey league shut down yesterday uh, women's soccer has shut down uh, even football we get in a whole discussion d about how football players are in much more precarious situation than any other sport because of their contract because they don't have guaranteed contract uh they're at the they're really at the dictates of their owners much more than a basketball player with long-term contracts. Even football players are starting to speak up. Uh, so I love what the uh, NBA is doing. LeBron James, you know I'm not a fan <laughs> of the Lakers. Uh, and uh, my beloved Bulls are not in it, so I'll probably root for the Clippers and Doc Rivers. But uh, LeBron James is the man. And he uh, he's putting it all on the line uh, to uh, let the world know just how sick he is of Donald Trump and Trumpism. So hats off to the players Uh, and Silver. You know, the owners at least had enough sense not to oppose them so
0: it says here good news. it says here the nba and players also agreed to establish a social justice coalition that is set to include players coaches and governors focused on issues like increasing access to voting promoting civic engagement and advocating for meaningful police and criminal justice reform so
1: that's pretty cool that's yeah. yeah, great it's, it's uh, Uh, We'll probably be talking a lot about this uh, next week. And I get Eddie Armstrong is coming on. We'll be talking about this. Uh, And Ramana and I will be talking about this also. Brian Urlacher's bizarre uh, uh, statements on Instagram and his support of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. So so sort of the contrast between an old football player uh, and the NBA. But uh, hats off to the NBA. And I want to say one more time, Craig Hodges, you're the man. You started this a long time ago. Uh, and uh, LeBron James and Chris Paul and uh, all the other players in the NBA are carrying on with your tradition Bulls put Craig Hodges jersey up at the Raptor could you do that man was a three time three point shooting champion he was a trailblazer uh, on the issue of just standing up for social justice I think it would be a nice thing to do in fact,
0: I think I'm going to write a
1: column about that D. oh a look cool at that
0: there you go Coming out. there you go I think I'm going to write a column about that you hear this sound your worlds have collided <laughs> politics yeah. and nba um yeah. and hey we gotta we gotta get your take on this the bulls got the number four pick in the draft yes the bulls did <laughs> no, they got, my beloved bulls are terrible they fired a coach they got the number four pick that's pretty good though four they used to, yeah, they got four. number seven like three years in a row number seven yeah they always got seven and uh They need a coach,
1: someone who could, like, bring them together and have them play as a team. But, yeah, D, I'm always trying to be optimistic about my beloved Bulls. You know that.
0: All right, from news that's fun to news that kind of sucks. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Jade Yan. That's a new writer at the Sun Times. Welcome, Jade. When we come to the studio, we hope to meet you. All right, uh, JDN writes here. Uh, the Chicago Police Department is preparing for a potential wave of weekend protests in the wake of civil unrest north of the Illinois border, sparked by the Kenosha police shooting of Jacob Blake. Uh, we have a quote here from Police Superintendent David Brown. By the way, the countdown for David Brown's job uh, <laughs> we're now at 22 days. By the way, for those uh, checking, uh, David Brown says, "quote We are hoping for peace." protests, but we are preparing if agitators come in. Uh, he continues saying uh, embedded agitators, uh, he called them. Uh, says police claim infiltrated city protests last month in order to attack officers. The department's new critical uh, incident response team, consisting of about 200 officers, will be deployed downtown. We have arrest teams outfitted with helmets and shields. They will enter the crowd to arrest alleged agitators as well. And there's a good chance those bridges will be Going right back up, so yeah. Haven't the bridges already been going up? I think the bridges have still been going up. Really, I thought uh, they were going to stop. I thought they stopped doing that. Uh, Did they?
1: Well I was out of town, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this is what Trump. This is what Trump is counting on, and I've got to really deal with the uh, conspiracy theories within me. Uh, I think about agitators on all sides. Uh, they always go, all well, the uh, the lefty agitators. You know, I always love to blame my lefties. What about the right-wing agitators who embed themselves uh, in these protests? Isn't there a possibility that there might be some police agitators as well? A lot of agitation going on. Uh, and generally speaking, when there is unrest, it plays into Donald Trump's hand. Just I hate to say it, D, but that's, that's my sense of it.
0: All right, it's a roller coaster here on the Ben Jarofsky show today. We had good news, whoa, and then not so good news. now back to good news. Uh, the following okay. comes from Capital Facts, yes, and the one and only Rich Miller. Rich Miller, you're the man. Uh, it says here this is a press release uh, regarding a, a reoccurring guest on the Ben Jarofsky show. One representative, Chris Welch, state representative Emmanuel Chris Welch, uh, is backing legislation to promote f- to promote fair contracting opportunities for minority and women-owned businesses in the public and private sector. Uh, we have a quote here from Welch. It says, Far too long, black-owned businesses, other minority-owned businesses, and women-owned businesses have been shut out of opportunities to provide services to public and private sector institutions. I am fighting to ensure that institutions in government and the private sector are giving businesses owned by African Americans, women, and other minorities a fair shot to provide services to other businesses or to their government i'm going to make this
1: prediction right here chris welch has been a guest on the show several times from the western suburbs uh, proviso west i believe was his high school i'm going to make a prediction right here d he will be the successor to house speaker michael joseph madigan i believe he would be the next house speaker you are here first uh, feel free to go to vegas right now and put the money down wait d. you're
0: gonna say he's the next house speaker
1: yes whoa I'm making that prediction, going right. on, on a limb, but I'm uh, I'm going there. And by the way, feel free to go to Vegas, put the money down.
0: All right, lay your money down. Well, if you wait a while, you may to be able to go to Chicago, right? Ching-ching. Ching. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's good to hear all the sounds working. We stumbled <laughs> at the outset of the show, dude, but we landed on our feet. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Remember, everybody: beaches bad, casinos good. <laughs> Bad! Good. Yeah, so. And uh, hey, uh, we want to remind everybody one more time to go download this weekend's Benny J. bonus interviews available to both Chicago Sun Times and Chicago Reader websites and wherever else you download your favorite podcast at 5 a.m. on Saturday. It's a special Saturday Romana rundown. Ben's going to be talking one on one with her right after we jump off here. And of course, don't worry, I can already hear people getting uh, agitated. That's the word today. Uh, We will have Romana's recommendations, all right? So don't worry. Uh, on sunday it's an rnc in review with david ferris yes you heard him on tuesday well he's back he was talking the dnc on tuesday today or sunday he's going to be talking the rnc giving us a review david ferris professor and author and a very funny man if you ask me and on monday it's alder monday with 35th ward alderman carlos ramirez rosa ben what are you going to be talking about with carlos
1: everything carlos sent me a text he said i'm talking everything so you know it'd be republicans democrats bernie biden kenosha oh and we'll do a little chicago talk we'll uh take the deep dive a bit uh on the uh resolution that, it, that went down last week uh about bringing the national guard to chicago and um carlos actually voted for it we'll get his thoughts on that to so, yeah, everything under the sun with Carlos Ramirez Rose. Send me a text, whatever you want to talk about ask away so i'm looking forward to that
0: all three of those interviews will be available by 5 a.m on saturday sunday and monday so hey cockadoodle, download those ben jarofsky bonus interviews live chat family hey sorry for the uh technical difficulties we had there but we figured it out uh and uh we can now go back uh, we have a good streak going ben of uh days with no f-ups on the ben jarofsky show but uh back to square one i guess with that huh
1: yeah, but I thought uh, we, we we managed to land on our feet, uh, so. <laughs> Good job to uh, you. You really were wearing many, many hats. I want to thank the Heartland Mamas uh, for coming on and giving us their heart uh, felt thoughts on the Republican convention. Tell them it like it is. Heidi Henry, Murray Briel. And, of course, thank the man, the myth, the legend, who really uh, really earned his keep today. Uh, and as Heidi and Murray will tell you back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D. Keep yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Have a great weekend, everybody.
0: The enemy is you.
2: sharing stories over the years to deciding to write a book good question mayor good question